welcome to Ag PhD Radio. It is the Ag PhD Field Day today. We're super excited to, to welcome uh, 10,000 or more of our good friends from across the country and around the world to our farm to see crops right in the middle of the season, see our research plots, see a lot of equipment, and have a lot of great conversations too. Yeah, so I'm Brian Hefty, and that's my brother Darren. Uh, for anybody who is in attendance with us here today, thanks a lot. We really appreciate having you here. Uh, we're on Sirius XM Radio 147, Channel 147 of the Rural Radio Network every day at uh, 2 p.m. Central. So it's, it's just a, it's a real privilege to get to talk to you every day, and especially for this one day of the year, we put on the Ag PhD Field Day. And you can see we, we are, we're just so thankful. We have a lot of great people that work for us and with us. Uh, so uh, our, our research lead, Glenn Hers and his research team has been putting in plots uh, throughout the summer. There are some things they've even sprayed here just this week, just so we could see some of the demonstrations and how things actually perform in the field. So it's really great, all the work that they do. Uh, for Darren and me, we do farm right around here uh, near Baltic, South Dakota. We farm about 3,500 crop acres, uh, raising mostly corn and soybeans. A uh, little bit of oats out in the parking lot, as you saw there. But a we, bunch of alfalfa, which actually uh, yep. has done pretty well this year. Even in the dry conditions, yep. our alfalfa has really turned out well. So anyway, uh, again, if you're here today, we really thank you for being here. And if you got a question, you can raise your hand. We do have some people here with, uh, with the microphones. All right, so a couple of our nephews are right on the side here. So I know a lot of times you'll hear us tease Janelle a little bit on the radio show, our sister who uh, is one of our producers. Uh, Janelle's floating around today too, but these are Janelle's boys that are on the side. So just raise your hand. And, uh, and we'll take your question as we get going. I, I would say, Brian, overwhelmingly the biggest topic that, that I've had just this morning as people were coming into the field day was, oh, man, tar spots one county away, tar spots two counties away. We're going to have to spray a second time now for tar spot because it's all around us and we want to make sure we keep it out of our field. That has been a big concern this year. Well, you know how you stop tar spot? Um complete drought when your corn only gets three feet tall. Uh, we've proven that on our farm. But anyway, I would say if you need fungicide and you're worried about tar spot, there are a lot of really good fungicide choices out there. Our biggest recommendation is to use multiple effective modes of action. And the good news is, and, and so I know we're getting into the weeds on agronomy here, but uh, the Strabillion family, so we're talking headline, quadris, avito, all those, we have a lot of resistance issues with other diseases, but we don't yet with tar spots. So you can use one of those in combination, especially with either a Trizol or an SDHI, and it works pretty well. All right. Uh, again, we're taking your questions. Just raise your hand. Boys, if you don't want to just kind of walk towards the back, I don't know why, but for some reason it seems to be the people towards the back that ask the most questions. So, Graham, if you want to just head towards the back, you'll see. So just raise your hand so the guys can see you, and they'll bring a microphone to you if you have a question. The other one, Brian, we've, we've had is, okay, you guys are in a drought. The crop still looks good. Uh, what do you think you still have out there for a crop, and is it too well, early to give up? You know, it's interesting. So I was riding up this morning to the field day site with my daughter, Jetta, and she was asking about differences in the field. And I go, well, if you see all these rolling hills around here, lots of tillage used to have to be done. And unfortunately, the good soil washed to the bottom. So we've got a lot of great soil in the bottoms of our fields. So we've got some 250, there'll be some 300 bushel corn in some of those areas. And then we got some three foot tall corn on the, the knolls or in the sandy spots. So a lot of variability out there. You definitely notice the variability in soil hey, types too hey, this year. Yep, so we're ready to take uh, our first question. If you wouldn't mind, just give us your first name and the state you're from, that'd be great. Now with the I'm Iowa gonna guess, State shirts, I'm gonna guess yeah. that we're talking about Iowa here, but just go ahead. 
Illinois. Well, he's from Illinois, wearing I'm an Iowa State Illinois. shirt. Not from Illinois. <laughs> oh. Um, my name is Roy. I'm from Iowa. We sprayed uh, Trivapro about three weeks ago as an early uh, fungicide treatment. Yep. Now, if the, if the tar spot starts coming, what would you recommend that we respray with if we need to? Unfortunately, you're going to end up with the same three modes of action if you wanted a three-mode of action product. But, yeah, there are a lot of people that will use Driver Pro twice. You can do that. You could go out there with Delaro Complete. That's really good. A lot of people talk about Veltima from BSF, really good. Uh, on our own farm, we're using Lacento plus Headline, so an FMC product plus the old Headline. So you've got a lot of good choices. Uh, Driver Pro is fine. That's the best one of the Syngenta group. But I guess I'm just saying if you want the best of BSF, Veltima, I'd say more people are buying that. Otherwise, the best of Bayer is Delaro Complete. Those are probably the next two most popular. Yep. The big thing is that fungicide's going to wear out in about eh, two to three weeks, depending on weather. Right. So you're right at that point where I'd be getting that next treatment out. I mean, don't skip field day or anything, but as soon as you're back from field day. Uh, here's the other thing, Brian. We've had a lot of talk about what makes fungicide work better and when is the best time to do it. Spraying in the morning has really shown out as, as being the best time. Yep, and I know it's tough when you have a plane come in and you tell them, hey, I want more water, I want you to spray in the morning, and they just spray whenever they want to. But if you can, spraying in the morning has shown to give a little bit better results. So I take a look at that, and then we do like using some kind of spray adjuvant. You have to be careful when you're spraying pre-tassel to have something APE, NPE-free, but uh, post-tassel, you don't have to worry about that so much. But having an adjuvant a lot of times will help. And if you can get just a little bit more water, a lot of times that does give you a little bit better result. But anyway, yeah, like Darren said, those, those fungicides usually last two to three weeks. Well, the other thing, Brian, that along those lines, I had a, a few guys ask me about this. My corn's really uneven. I had uneven emergence. We were really dry. Some seeds may have laid where it was dry or where there was some residue. Now I got corn that's brown silk, and I got corn that's just tasseling. So I've got different growth stages out there. Is it still okay to spray? My answer was the same as yours. Yeah, you can spray. Just watch out what you're putting with it. Right. Yeah. Again, it's APE, NPE free adjuvants. So just talk to your agronomist. They'll know what we're talking about. But it, you can absolutely spray fungicide at pretty much any stage on just about any crop. So no big risk. You just want to make sure you're using the right adjuvant along with it. Well, and the other thing is before you go out and spray that fungicide, check things out. Uh, I was just talking with a couple guys here on the way up, uh, and they said, hey, we're starting to see some lighter green colored leaves down towards the bottom of our plant. Not yellow, but lighter green. We saw the same thing. We had spider mites on some of our lower leaves on our plants. Uh, make sure you're scouting. I've heard, I've talked to farmers today that have. All right. Hey, yep, Darren. Hey, we got, we got to take a quick break here, but I just wanted to let you, let our audience know. Stay tuned. Damian Mason's going to be next with some of the stars of Acres TV. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Rootworms are called the billion dollar bug for a reason. If you don't control the adult populations now, their offspring will cost you later. 
Stewart EC Insecticide from FMC offers a unique mode of action that delivers fast and long-lasting residual control of corn rootworm beetles and other tough insects. Choose Stewart EC Insecticide from FMC. Always read and follow label directions and precautions for use. When it comes to cereal disease protection, Prosaro Pro 400 SC fungicide from Bayer makes all the difference. With three effective active ingredients for overlapping control of foliar and head diseases and a flexible application window for head scab, it's formulated to lower dawn, protect yield potential, and promote superior grain quality. Prosaro Pro, the future of plant health starts here. Visit prosaropro.com to learn more. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. There's an innovative new soybean herbicide on the market that's helping close the door on weed resistance and open new doors to productivity. Preview 2.1 SC Herbicide from UPL is a multi-mode of action pre-emergent that controls the most resistant broadleaf weeds at the beginning of the season and continues to control later weeds with strong residual activity. Ask your retailer about Preview 2.1 Herbicide from UPL and always read and follow label directions. Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from Environmental Tillage Systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com. Get an extra semi-load out of your grain bin. The end zone from Farm Shop MFG can increase your stored beans moisture from 10 to 13%. On a 20,000 bushel bin, that's a free extra semi-load. Visit FarmShopMFG.com for more. Well, thanks, Brian and Darren, for making me your guest host. Uh, for those of you who do not know, my name is Damian Mason. I have a, a show on Acres TV called The Business of Agriculture. It's uh, a podcast I've been creating for over six years with over 300 episodes released, bringing on all kinds of people to talk about the business of agriculture, the money side, the production side as well, but more so on the business side. So that's my background. Today, I have the honor of being on stage at the Ag PhD Field Day in Baltic, South Dakota, interviewing folks that are part of new shows, new programs that are coming to the Acres TV format. If you're unfamiliar, let's say you just happen to be listening to the Ag PhD radio show for the first time, if you're unfamiliar with what the Acres TV format is, it's a digital streaming platform specifically for agricultural programming. There are more than six, 60, that is, there are more than 60 programs on the Acres TV, and I'm so honored that since November, the business of agriculture has been a part of the Acres TV lineup. So with us today, we have folks that are going to talk about their upcoming shows. And up first are the people of Extreme Ag. Probably, if you're here, you know a little bit about Extreme Ag. Maybe you follow us. Maybe you're even a member. We saw, saw a guy out here in one of our Extreme Ag hats. Happy to have the support. You know what? We always like our groupies. Anyway, so what is Extreme Ag, I guess, is the first question. Extreme Ag has been going now for a few years, so why don't you lead us off? Shelly Mail is our CEO. Uh, Extreme Ag and we're gonna have a show coming out, but what is Extreme Ag, and then we'll talk about the show. So Extreme Ag is a group of uh, high yield growers that we've put together throughout the United States, and we have about 12 guys right now. What we do is we have a diverse of crops, and we are doing a lot of content media, and we go out, we film with them, they give us um, topics that we talk about, and we try to express this to our membership. So we do have a large membership-based platform that you can dive into and get additional information, but we also do post a lot on social media. 
Uh, all right, we're going to go to Matt Miles. So, again, you're listening to this show, uh, this, this uh, Ag PhD, and you're driving down the road, and you're saying, hey, man, I've heard of those guys. I'm excited to hear about what they're going to be produced with the Extreme Ag Show because I already watched some of their content. So the cool thing is the show that's coming is going to be a little different than what we currently do. What are we currently doing? Talk to me, Matt. Matt Miles is an Arkansas farmer, a uh, large-scale farmer in the Delta region of Arkansas and one of the founders of Extreme Ag. What was the vision for Extreme Ag, and then what are we going to be doing when we take it to the show? Well, to be honest with you, we kind of originated right here in this spot we're sitting today. Uh, several of us would come up here and speak, with, you know, for the field day, and we started seeing a need <clears throat> to get more information out to the farmers, young farmers, you know, and we came up here as high-yield growers, but it, what we realized, it wasn't just about high yields, is what have we done wrong? What have we done that we could shorten the learning curve for other farmers? And that's kind of where... The, you know, the conception started out. Yeah, so the cool thing, I've got a vested interest in this. For two years now, I have been working alongside the good people of Extreme Ag as their podcast producer. The podcast that they have uh, created, that I've created with them, is called Cutting the Curve. Also videos, and I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds of videos in the field uh, while they're doing the work. And some learning experience comes along, they shoot the video. Or maybe we are at events like this at these field days where I'm interviewing them or on platforms and panels kind of like today. So that's what Extreme Ag is. The website's extremeag.farm, but we're excited to team up with the folks of Acres TV because now we're going to have a TV-type show, meaning it's not going to be just an instructional video of how to change out your concaves on your combine. It's going to be more of an instructional show. Tim is our cameraman. Will is our producer. Tim has been at each of these guys' farms shooting stuff. So what kind of stuff are we seeing, Chad or Temple? Lead me off here. What are we seeing? What are we going to see when the Extreme Ag show comes out? Well, most time, you know, they want to find somebody that's stuck in the mud, run off in a ditch. You know, something's always wrong. Drama. 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 But, no, what we're, you know, what it's all about is it's about the education piece of it. And then we think that we're looking at farmers, but we're not. We're trying to educate the community, start with the people around us and move outward from it. Because if we don't educate um, the community or the states or the nation, about ag then the people who educate it won't be us and we want to tell our own story so that's what it's about it's about telling our own story and then helping the farmers and then showing people that farming is hard you know it's hard work and, it, and it's, it's it's problem solving every day you know at its best uh, Temple, uh, the filming crew has been to your farm at least once, and I know that uh, Chad talked about the drama. Let's face it, you know what? You might be our most uh, leading dramatic man, but what kind of stuff are they shooting at uh, your farm, Chestnut, Chestnut Manor Farms in Maryland? So um, they came out to film out there with us, and, and, and it was great, you know, but we're learning all the struggles of how to, you know, dive around that. So when they came out to me, we were in wheat harvest, I'm, I'm, I'm really stressed, I'm freaking out. And then to have to take that break and be able to explain what's going on. So, I mean, they get to film all the breakdowns and all the drama and I run a bunch of junk equipment. So, you know what I mean? Like we were broke down a lot and we, it, it's a struggle, it is. But the reality of it is, is Chad's right. You know, we're, we're trying to get out there to the public of exactly what we do. And it's a great way to do it. You know, where Chad and I farm at, you know, it's, there's a lot of people. The, the population's big, and they're not for us. 
and it's the education side that we can teach them that we are doing a good job. We talk a lot about educating the community and educating the world about what we do in agriculture, and sometimes I think that gets misconstrued as we're supposed to go to a Farm Bureau meeting and stand in front of them and talk about how hard we work, which doesn't really do anything for the viewing public. Our show actually does have a, a an outreach and an appeal to even a non-agricultural consumer, which I think is the exciting part. And we're also not doing a lot of manufactured drama. We didn't go out and, you know, set the combine on fire just so we can see that the combine set on fire, that kind of thing. Go ahead, Shelly. So I think it's important that our show is really going to cross all platforms. We're going to be talking about entertainment. We're going to be talking about agronomy. And then we're also going to be talking about reality and what's happening on the farm. So we're going to not only discuss what's happening on the farm, but also what's going on with those crops and where they're going to and the end result of those crops. And some of the crops will actually end up on our tables and we'll be eating. So that's, we're going to carry it all across the board. And, and like Damien said, we're, you know, our outreach is, is more for definitely for farming, for the uh, educational standpoint, but also so that it's an entertainment and we have people that are watching it and learning about the farming, right? It's all about, we want them to understand what you all are doing and how important it is and, and what you're, the challenges that you're achieving every day that are helping make them, you know, survive. And so we think that moving across, um, the show is going to be very good and very entertaining for everybody and we're looking extremely looking forward to it in 2024. Matt. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you've had the Alligator. filming crew you had the filming crew down in Arkansas. Tell us something that got filmed that you're excited to sort of preview. Well when Tim came down there he said one thing I want to see is an alligator. He said I've never filmed an alligator. I said well that's not going to be a big deal. Let's go. So we get in the truck, go to the first pond there off the river and uh got to film alligators. So Timbal always makes fun of me because I call my area Little Vietnam because we're full of snakes and alligators and everything else. But there's a different side. It's not all about getting on a tractor and, and ROI. We're going to have some pretty fun things going on too, as you'll see. All right, Temple, uh, you get the last word. You know, he says uh, you're, you're picking on him about where he farms and, and whatnot. Go ahead. Well, the entertaining part of us is we always pick on each other constantly. So uh, I guess that, that might be part of the drama. But there's one hit home piece here that, uh, you know, I, I'm in the Chesapeake Bay watershed. Matt makes fun of me because I always yeah. comment about it. We're so regulated, you know, and, and Chad spoke about that, you know, being able to tell our own story for the agriculture community. That's very important to us. You know, sustainability and regenerative ag is where this is going. And if we can talk about that piece and get in front of that, you know, we can help this legislation. And, you know, I'm not saying that we can curb it, but we can definitely educate it. And that's what we're after. Anything else, Chad and uh, Matt? What, what's the what's the the person that's going to tune in and see our awesome Extreme Ag show come this uh, this winter? What are they going to see that you're excited about? Uh, we're going to be racing cars. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, and some of you driving down the road right now listening to the Ag PhD radio show are probably saying, "What's he talking about?" Chad's uh, Chad's got a little sideline uh, as a as a drag racer. Uh, anyway. I'm excited to talk about this, and I really am excited to see this thing come to fruition. If you keep up with what Extreme Ag does, we're top-notch quality programming, and I know that I'm probably biased because I help create the programming, but it's informative, educational, it's interesting, and it's also got tremendous insights and a dose of entertainment. You're going to see a version of that with a more TV show style coming with the Extreme Ag show, so very excited about that. We're going to be going to a break here in just a few minutes, or just a few seconds. Before I do, I want you to know that 
Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking to the cast of Dirt Poor. That's another show that Acres TV is going to be streaming come this winter or fall. And we're also coming after that, it's going to be Ag Ventures. So we've got two more shows to preview here on the Ag PhD radio show. Yep, next, after this message, you'll be hearing from the cast of Dirt Poor. Until next time, thanks for being here with the people from Extreme Ag. I'm Damian Mason. Precision crop nutrition pays. And AgroLiquid has precisely what it takes to help you succeed. The right products plus the right expertise to give you guidance based on your soils, your fields, and your goals. While our clean, seed-safe formulations and lower application rates make planter fertilizer easier than ever. AgroLiquid. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Win the war against weeds in your soybean fields with fierce herbicides from Valent USA. With three different formulations and multiple modes of action, you're sure to find the right fierce product to protect your operation from tough weeds like Palmer Amaranth and Waterhemp. Give your soybeans a strong, clean start with up to eight weeks of residual control with the powerful pre-emergence protection of fierce herbicide. Ask your local retailer or visit valent.com fierce to find the right fierce formulation for you. Always read and follow label instructions. Your farm data platform might let you manage your fertilizer plan by helping you set sample points, determine management zones, or create fertilizer recommendations. With Verify, you can do all that. But what Verify does that no one else can is take yield data straight from your combine, correlate this info to soil test points, and immediately generate variable rate fertilizer maps based on your nutritional goals. Whether you want to build soil levels, balance your field for uniform nutrition, or maintain fertility levels by simply applying what you removed at harvest. And with full integration with John Deere Operations Center, Verify can send recommendations directly to application equipment, no matter the color. Sign up for your Verify account today at Verify.com and keep your farm moving. That's V-R-A-F-Y.com. The hard-working, independent spirit of rural America can often be isolating. It's not often discussed, but mental health issues are real. Now's the time to lead by example, talk openly, and show that a strong mind is just as important as a strong body. FMC is proud to be working toward ending the misconceptions around mental health. Through awareness, guidance, and action, together we can uproot the stigma. Insects have reigned since the dawn of time. Adapted to their surroundings. Experienced the harshest climates and toughest challenges until now. With two modes of action, Ridgeback Insecticide delivers one devastating outcome for soybean aphids. Extinction from your fields. They may have lived through it all, but they won't survive this. End soybean aphids reign at ridgeback.corteva.us. Hey, welcome back to the IPCD Radio Show. Damian Mason is your guest host. So excited that the Brian and Darren allowed me to do this. I'm coming at you live 
Well, live and recorded from the IPHD uh, Field Day in Baltic, South Dakota. I'm looking out through the big, huge doors of the Morton Center at tents and thousands of people walking around learning about agriculture. I've got all these wonderful companies out here. I've got cool stuff going on. But on stage here in the Morton Center, I have two young people that are going to be bringing out a new show on Acres TV. If you are not familiar, Acres TV is a streaming ag service. I'm sorry, streaming ag digital company. It's essentially, it's, it's Netflix for agriculture. And you can go for free and sign up at Acres TV. It's uh, Acres TV is the platform. My show, The Business of Agriculture, is on Acres TV. And there's three new cool programs coming out here uh, momentarily. One of them is Dirt Poor. Dirt Poor stars Grace Emick and Gavin Spore. Grace and Gavin are boyfriend and girlfriend. They're both farmers. The other part of it is they live five hours apart from one another. This is not going to work, right? That's what they told you. All right. Tell us about the show. Uh, Gavin, you lead off. What's the show? What's Dirt Poor? Yeah, so Dirt Poor is just our adventures. Uh, Grace and I met at the Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky, and we've been in a relationship for not quite a year yet. But uh, we're traveling back and forth every other weekend to one of each other's farms, and it just follows our adventures. The stuff we break, the stuff that gets fixed, the, uh, the crops growing throughout the year, it's been pretty fun. Grace, you went to a farm machinery show to pick up a dude. Tell me about that. Well, it's actually a funny story. We, there was a few of us on the Internet that had never met before. We got an Airbnb together because the hotels there are expensive. So a bunch of internet strangers got an Airbnb together, and that's where we met. And we just never stopped going to farm shows together, I guess. Okay, that's interesting. So tell me about the concept of Dirt Poor. And the very exciting part is, if you want to know what the concept is, it's not just conceptual, it's already happening. The first episode... Yeah, the first episode dropped at 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, there should be an episode coming out every two weeks for the rest of summer. And then at Fall Harvest, we'll be filming season two. So that's what's really cool. And by the way, if you don't have Acres TV, if you've never watched Acres TV, it was so neat. The, the Hefty Brothers invented this platform. It is free for you. You go over to the tent. Acres TV over there. There's a tent over there. And you know what you can do? You can sign up for Acres TV. You can get it on your phone, get it on your laptop, and you can be watching cool shows like Dirt Poor or the Extreme Ag Show coming this winter. So the first episode released. Tell me in a nutshell what happens in the first episode, Grace. In the first episode, we're um, prepping for planting season at Gavin's Farm, and we started planting. This was in April, so it's a little fuzzy now, but prepping for plant and starting planting in 40-degree weather. All right, so um, I, I think it's a cool thing that we've got young people on here. This is the, the future of, di of media, frankly, is digital. Um, what is the show going to take us? Gavin, where does this show go? So the show will follow us throughout the growing season, spraying all the typical things that happen on the farm, along with other side quests that Grace and I go on. Um, and we're still, so it's all in-house. We're doing all the filming and editing ourselves, so we can critique it as we go. And Grace is handling a lot of the editing, so every episode will look a little different as we figure out what, it, what works for us and, and what direction we want to take the show. Grace, how do you have time to farm and then also edit and produce a television program? Well, if you look on the table over there, you'll see a Red Bull can. That's... Uh, that's how I keep going. <laughs> and you said you're going to drop 
Two episodes a week or one episode a week? Uh, one episode probably every other week. Okay, two episodes a month probably is the idea. Okay, that's about right. I was going to say, you're going to get a little bit over your skis there in a hurry, Grace. Okay, what has surprised you about producing this show? When you get into it, what surprises you? Like, wow, we've watched these kinds of programs. We thought this would be kind of cool. This is probably What surprised you as like, wow, this is harder than we thought? Or what surprised you as in, oh, this is actually more interesting than I thought? Um, it's not a so much about the footage of you actually doing the work it's like the footage the filler stuff so that's um, been the hardest part for me is I forgot to get a whole bunch of that filler stuff so everything takes three times as long imagine the normal job you do times it by three that's how much time it takes after you move your cameras and, and get the shot and angles that you want uh, so answer me this because everybody's saying okay this is kind of cool uh, they're a boyfriend and girlfriend. They farm five hours apart from each other. How's this work? All right, honest night. How is this working? I mean, this is a little bit of road time, right? Lots of road time. But road time gives you time to think, listen to podcasts, and, and plan for what's up next. Tell us about your operation. Uh, you've got Grace, uh, a farm in Kentucky. Tell us about, you know, family, family oriented. What are you doing? You raising thoroughbreds? No. I know, in Kentucky I probably should be, but um, I'm actually the eighth generation of my family's farm. We raise corn and soybeans, but I'm hoping to expand that very soon. So I'm, a, I'm first generation. I grew my first six acres of soybeans in 2017, and we've been expanding from there. I do corn, soybeans, and popcorn, and that popcorn's going into uh, every single state. I'm selling it online through a website, and uh, the farm just, it's growing really fast. It's been exciting. That's very exciting, starting out first generation, so you got a little bit of generational there. You can advise him. Is that what's happening, Grace, in this show? Are you teaching him? Maybe not me, but I think my dad could probably uh, help me out, definitely, and I think Gavin likes to talk to him some. Yeah, he's, he knows so much. I, I, a lot of the time I spend in Kentucky is just me watching her and her dad work together and, and just listening to all the advice that he has because he knows so much. He comes to Kentucky because he likes to hang out with my dad, not me. It's not because of me. <laughs> so maybe part of the show, I'm wondering if it might go down the road of beginning farmer. You know, what's it like, the beginning farmer program and all that kind of stuff? Are we taking an, are we taking an angle that way? Yeah, uh, this is the first season, so we're trying a lot of different things out. I'm, every episode will probably look a little different as we figure out what works and the different things we talk about. Um, still, still trying to figure it all out since we're doing it on our own. Got it. So I'm standing up here and I'm thinking, all right, you know, young farmer, but how young are we talking about? How old are you guys? I'm 22. I'm 25 going on 26. Oh boy. All right. Well, <laughs> some of us have t-shirts that old. All right. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're, we're getting a countdown. So before we head out to commercials, I want to make sure everybody in this uh, audience knows, and as well as the people that are, you know, listening to this on uh, satellite radio, that we're talking about Acres TV. Acres TV is, I believe, the future of media is digital, and I believe the future of agricultural media is things like Acres TV, platforms, if you will, like Acres TV. I'm so excited. My Business of Agriculture show has been on there since November. Uh, there's about 60 television programs, if you will, 60 different programs that are on the platform, uh, Acres TV, and growing, bringing stuff like yours, bringing uh, programs like yours, dirt poor. Uh, the cool thing is about this you know in the old days we had three channels uh and, and if you listen to your parents they talk about that you had three television channels and you pretty much watched what was on with something like the acres tv platform you can go in there and say you know what i'm really interested in i'm really interested in in two young people that are uh you know uh, having a relationship and also uh 
creating a farming business. And so you can watch Dirt Poor. You can watch my stuff where we interview business folks. Or you can watch the Extreme Ag Guys where they're talking about what's happening, you know, in larger scale, modern, progressive looking farms. That's what's neat to me about the Acres TV platform. So what excites you about being teamed up with this Acres TV platform and launching your show Dirt Poor? I think um, what I'm most excited about, I like entertaining in the ag industry. I have a YouTube channel, I do Instagram and TikTok and all of that stuff. So I'm really excited to entertain on Acres TV, but I'm also hoping that if we can educate or inspire uh, just one person, then I'll be happy. Go yeah. ahead, Gavin. Yeah, uh, same. I, I hope people tune in who uh, take some inspiration in it and think that maybe they can grow a farming operation, whether it's their own families or one they're starting from scratch and uh, we can give them some advice along the way. Well, I'm sure you can. Now my last question for you is, are you really dirt poor? Yes. <laughs> the only two acres that I own is what I live on. So, we, I mean, we are starting from scratch. Starting from scratch, by the way, you own two acres. Did you just go start door banging and saying, hey, I'm a young guy and I want to farm? Or how did that work? The first couple pieces I rented were off a of Craigslist and Facebook ad. You got to get creative. Um, I've been able to grow my farm without ever taking a piece of ground from someone else. It's all came to me or been offered to me. Yeah. So. I would think being small, you know, maybe a niche. I mean, the popcorn sounds like it is one of those. Yeah, yeah, that's helped out a lot. And uh, when I started the popcorn a few years ago, the margins on corn and beans weren't near as good, so the specialty crop like popcorn definitely helped kickstart things. Right, or you know what, the future could hold. I mean, you could take this relationship to the next level and combine forces. I mean, it's just an idea. What do you think, Grace? I think, I think that's the plan. Okay. Anyway, her name is Grace Emick. His name is <laughs> Gavin Spore. I'm Damian Mason. We're going to cut to a break right now. We're going to come back. We're going to hear from Perry Galloway with Ag Ventures, another awesome program coming to Acres TV. Morton Buildings has served the American farmer for more than 120 years. From manufacturing our own building components to constructing your building, Morton takes pride in being the industry leader in post-frame construction by providing a quality building and exceptional customer service. A Morton is built to last for generations. To get started on your next project, please visit mortonbuildings.com. Get uniform control in your fields with trusted, hard-working Lucento fungicide. Control the toughest diseases with a dual-mode-of-action fungicide that consistently outperforms the competition and field trials. Lucento fungicide from FMC works overtime for lasting control to help improve crop yields. Talk about getting the job done. Visit your FMC retailer or lucento.ag.fmc.com for hard-working control in your fields. Always read and follow all label directions. Your farm data platform might let you manage your fertilizer plan by helping you set sample points, determine management zones, or create fertilizer recommendations. With Verify, you can do all that. But what Verify does that no one else can is take yield data straight from your combine, correlate this info to soil test points, and immediately generate variable rate fertilizer maps based on your nutritional goals. Whether you want to build soil levels, balance your field for uniform nutrition, or maintain fertility levels by simply applying what you removed at harvest. And with full integration with John Deere Operations Center, Verify can send recommendations directly to application equipment, no matter the color. 
Sign up for your Verify account today at Verify.com and keep your farm moving. That's V-R-A-F-Y dot The success of next year's harvest begins with this year's harvest. Hi, Greg Souter from 360 Yield Center. 360 Chain Roll is a simple replacement stock roll for your corn head. Chain Roll doubles the rate of stock breakdown. It crimps and cuts tough stalks to boost microbial activity and speed breakdown. And compared to chopping heads, it reduces emergence issues in next spring's crop. See 360 Chain Roll in action at 360yieldcenter.com. Growing up on the farm, I woke up as early as mom and dad. I put as many hours on the tractor, changed as many teeth on the tiller as my brothers. It doesn't matter if you're young or old, man or woman, when there's work to be done, you put your boots on and you do it. I do that on my farm and in my job at Case IH. My name is Kelsey, I'm a farmer, and I work for Case IH. Case IH, built by farmers. Well, hey, thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Ag PhD Radio Show. I'm your guest host, Damian Mason. Thank you to the Hefty Brothers for allowing me to host their program. We are coming to you from the Ag PhD Field Day in Baltic, South Dakota. Currently, I'm standing on a stage in the beautiful Morton Center looking out due south out of those great big hangar-type doors, and I'm seeing tents, and I'm seeing thousands of people walking around, learning, shaking hands, catching up with what's happening in modern agriculture from all the companies that are participating here to make this a successful event as it always is. On this stage, I'm talking to you, the live audience, as well as you, the radio audience, about Acres TV, the streaming digital platform for ag programming that the Hefties invented. I'm so proud that my Business of Agriculture show has been on Acres TV since November. So you can go and check out episodes of my show where I talk about industry issues with business people about trends that are happening economics money and outlook for the future also a big portion of my stuff is about technology and about world uh, changes in the marketplace if you're interested go check it out also check out the other 60 plus programs that are on acres tv one of those that's going to be coming out is ag ventures usa i have with us the host and one of the stars of Ag Ventures USA, the digital, uh, the digital uh, star here himself, Perry Galloway. He is an Arkansas, large-scale Arkansas farmer. He's a business guy, and he's going to be part of Ag Ventures USA, the program coming to Acres TV. When is it coming out, and what is it about? Thank you, Damien, for having us. Uh, it is nice to be here in uh, Baltic, South Dakota, looking to the south at all the tents for the Ag PhD Field Day. So yeah, we've been working on this uh, Ag Ventures USA program for, uh, oh, about since right after the first of the year. Um, simply put, we're traveling around the U.S. focusing on four farm families uh, throughout the production season and all the trials and tribulations they may have, uh, excluding the drama. We're not too much into the drama at this point. But um, and then, don't, don't you think that some of the uh, some of the early attempts at trying to do ag programming sort of overdid the reality TV aspect of things? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll kind of keep a lot of those comments to myself. But I was involved with some of those for about four years, so yeah, I understand the drama and the need for drama and the, and the uh, sometimes a made up drama. But this, we're not going to focus on the drama. We're going to focus on the day to day again trials and tribulations of production agriculture. 
for about 50% of the show, and then the other 50% will be focused on uh, specialty crops and or uh, focused on uh, unique producers in the ag industry around the United States primarily. All right, so who are the other, who are the other families? So you're the Arkansas guy, and so we're down there talking about cotton and peanuts and alligators, right? Cotton, peanuts, and agriculture, and, and alligators. Yeah, so remember, those would be specialty crops from someone in, uh, south, from South Dakota. So when we talk about specialty crops, it's, it's endless. That's kind of what got us interested in this. I mean, when I think of specialty crops, I think of beets, which yeah, beets is not a specialty crop to someone in, in the northern part of the United States. But, uh, again, rice or cotton would be a specialty crop for someone. Yeah, if, you, if it's something you don't know how to produce, it's a, it's specialty, a specialty crop. crop. Yeah, I got so you. there's a lot of things I don't know. And, you know, we've also got the wine productions, the stuff on the, the, the East Coast, the blueberries, it's it just endless. In South Texas, along with California, the almonds and et cetera. I don't, I, don't, I don't pronounce almonds correctly. I say almonds and everybody else says, I can't even say yeah, how pro they. Producers of almonds out in California call them almonds. Almonds, there you go, almonds. And I always say, why do you do that? And they say, because to harvest them, we have to beat the L out of them. So yeah, there you okay. go. <laughs> All right, so answer me uh, the kind of stuff that they're going to see. When I tune into Ag Ventures USA, what kind of programs, uh, when I tune in, what am I going to see? What's, what's the storylines? What's the information I'm going to glean? Okay, so uh, it's the diversification, of the diversity of the, uh, the different regions. We're in uh, southern Idaho, where the Calgar family out there, uh, they're so dependent on moisture. If they don't have water in the reservoirs, they'll skip a crop. They won't even plant a crop plant a crop. I didn't realize that until we went out there and started uh, working with them. Uh, it's that critical. If they don't have moisture from the snowfall, then they'll just skip a year of, uh, of corn production. So the family in Idaho, um, obviously the, the story there is water, a constant need for water. The potato producers, obviously everybody's going to ask that. Potatoes, corn, small grains. And then from there we go to Montana, north of Great Falls, and we're focused on a uh, uh, the DeBrucker family who's widely known for their Charley cattle. They have the largest Charley cattle production or ranch in, in the United States, which I guess that may make it the world too, but uh, they also farm, I think, around 30, 35,000 acres of small grains on those big, wide open, rolling hills, uh, non-irrigated, so. And what state are they in? Montana. Montana, all right, so you So you have these miles and miles of rolling hills of, of, of small grains in the, the the background you hey, see. Hey, wait a bit now, mountains. Perry. Since you and I are kind of buddies, I can say this to you. You got these cool, uh, these cool ranchers in in Montana uh, with the world's biggest Charley herd, and then you got these guys in Idaho out here growing potatoes. What are they doing with some hillbilly like you? What are they? What are they bringing in these Arkansas guys? What's the story? Uh, hillbilly. There? I, I take offense <laughs> to that. Red, redneck maybe, but uh, anyway, hillbilly. Uh, I, I, I enjoy meeting these 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 people. You know, I've gotten to know them. They're they're personal friends now. So, so we've gone from Arkansas to Idaho to Montana. Now we come back to central Nebraska, and we're working with the, he calls himself the Korean corn farmer. He calls himself what? The Korean corn farmer. He's a young man. I don't know how old he is, 25. He and his mother farm, uh, raise corn, and uh, do a really good job. So working with him. Korean? Korean, like from the country. Korea. Yeah, I got it. So we got some, we got some pretty big diversity here. So is that it? Arkansas, Nebraska, Colorado, Montana? Or are we going somewhere else? Uh, we skipped. We didn't go to Colorado. We I'm went. Sorry, Montana, 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 Idaho, Arkansas, Idaho, Montana, Nebraska, and back to Arkansas. Got it. And we're looking at working. Uh, we talked about the cranberry bogs. Where is that? Uh, it's either Wisconsin or Connecticut or Massachusetts. 
Okay, we talked about cranberry bogs. We talked about some more livestock stuff. Um, let's see, where else are we going? It's so, wide open. It's wide open. So, yeah. Ag Ventures USA, when's your first episode going to drop or has it already dropped? We're working on it right now. It's probably going to be right after the first of the year. So, uh, you know, we expect eight to ten uh, shows uh, starting early next year. And one of the cool things, you brought on a production person, Michelle, and I, I know that she has some history here. Is she the glue that keeps this whole thing together? Is she the person with the vision? Was it you that had the vision and she's the one that does the tasks? How does this whole thing work? Because people are probably saying, how do I go about putting together a ag-oriented TV show, essentially? So Michelle's been in the business for eight years, I think. She's out of South Texas, right on the Mexican border. So she does, uh, she has her own show, and as well as a magazine and a marketing company. So we kind of joined forces. I met her earlier this year, or actually last year. At, she was a keynote speaker at a, uh, a convention I went to in Salt Lake City, and I got to know her. So we started to join forces based with my history, and with her history, I thought we could. Uh, Save the world and ag TV. So you're saving the world and ag TV. Uh, what companies came on board with you? You got a, you got a signature sponsor that came on and said, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm part of this because if Perry Galloway is behind it, I'm with it. Well, I do have uh, sponsors that tend to follow me around, and she has sponsors as well. So, so yeah, we have sponsors already lined up at this point. Uh, right now we're, we're self-sufficient, but once we really get some episodes together, we, we'll uh, – We'll announce our, our sponsors. And, and as you said, you've, you're not a stranger to this uh, ag programming. You had some experience before with uh, a different program. So what what you're excited about here, it sounds like, is taking a little different direction. Yeah, I like the diversity of it. The fact that we're traveling around, that, that, that they're not coming to me to look at the stuff that I see every day. We're actually traveling around to see what it's like in other parts of the country. So that, that does excite me. Got it. So the program is called Ag Ventures USA. He's Perry Galloway. His cohort, co-host, uh, co-contributor, co-creator is Michelle Martin. Michelle Martin, right. Michelle Martin. And you're going to be looking for it coming this? Uh, right after the first year, we should have some episodes. Right after the first of the year on Acres TV. Acres TV, again, you can go and sign up for it. It's awesome. There's great programming. 60-plus uh, different uh, programs the last time I looked and adding more all the time, including mine, which I'm very excited that the, the Hefty Brothers uh, you know, uh, brought me in on that, the business of agriculture. Speaking of Brian and Darren, thanks a lot for letting me co-host here from the Baltic South Dakota Field Day. Uh, and if you've never been here, it is really, really well done. I mean, we've got antique tractors up here in the Memorial Gardens, and then we've got thousands and thousands of people parked out and some wheat stubble behind the ground. And then here at the grounds, we've got so much education going on and tremendous uh, corporate partners here to talk about the newest and, uh, and the most innovative things happening in production agriculture. Till next time, thanks for being here. Brian and Darren, back to you. And to continue on your show, thank you so much. I'm Damian Mason. In his last will and testament, Robert has bequeathed to his only heir and devoted caretaker one-third of his house, a third of his truck, and a third of his beloved dog, Mr. Bo here. Uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm a little confused. Don't settle for a fraction of what you deserve, especially at harvest. Yield your best with Veltima fungicide's proven plant health benefits and revolutionary application flexibility. One-third of a dog. Right. Get everything you deserve with Veltima fungicide. From BASF, always read and follow label directions. It takes balance to be successful in farming because what you get out of it depends on what you put in. And Corteva AgriScience gets that. Introducing Nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer. 
a biological product that naturally captures nitrogen from the air. It's a sustainable way to add balance to your traditional nitrogen methods and maximize your yield potential. Embrace a balanced approach to nitrogen management this season by visiting Corteva.us. Your farm data platform might let you manage your fertilizer plan by helping you set sample points, determine management zones, or create fertilizer recommendations. With Verify, you can do all that. But what Verify does that no one else can is take yield data straight from your combine, correlate this info to soil test points, and immediately generate variable rate fertilizer maps based on your nutritional goals. Whether you want to build soil levels, balance your field for uniform nutrition, or maintain fertility levels by simply applying what you removed at harvest. And with full integration with John Deere Operations Center, Verify can send recommendations directly to application equipment, no matter the color. Sign up for your Verify account today at Verify.com and keep your farm moving. That's V-R-A-F-Y dot When we told growers that New Bear Premium Trivolt Herbicide for corn delivers visibly clean fields for up to eight weeks, they were a bit skeptical. Um... We'll see how it works. So we decided to prove it. We set up cameras in multiple cornfields, treated them with Trivolt, and filmed for 24 hours a day. For eight weeks, we saw a variety of weather conditions, and Trivolt worked. See for yourself at trivoltinaction.com. Trivolt is a restricted-use pesticide. Consult your state pesticide regulator for specific restrictions. Read and follow pesticide label directions. Are you ready? We got the need! The need for seed treatment! Start your engines! Ready, set, Intego! Start your season strong with Intego Sweet Soybeans, Intego Fungicide Soybeans, and Intego Sweet Cereals OF from Valent USA. Ask your Valent rep about seed treatment solutions or visit valent.com slash Intego. Always read and follow label instructions. Well, welcome back to Ag PhD Radio. Hope you enjoyed uh, having a special guest host on here a little bit too. I don't know if we've Mason. ever done that. Well, no, I think we've done that a couple of times. Well, it is it is yeah. kind of nice. You know, we are a little busy during the Ag PhD field. Day. A lot of stuff going on here, uh, so we are actually in the air conditioned Morton Center. Which, you know, Brian, having an air conditioned building at a field day in the last week of July, kind of a smart idea. Well, honestly, I I was listening to Rob Sharkey and, and his show, and he was talking just a little bit about how lucky we are to have air conditioning in here and how is it able to keep up with this so when we were building this building i think it was about seven years ago i i told the the people who are work, working in hvac stuff i go okay guys here's what i want if it if it's going to be a hot day for the field day sometime coming up in the future not this year but sometime it might be 95 degrees outside i want to cool it from 95 down to 70 in an hour with a thousand people inside and they go ooh, i don't know if we could do that i said oh come on let's figure it out so we got a couple air conditioners on the east side and one on the, or on one on the west or one on the east side two on the west side and uh yeah, they can take it from 95 to 70 in an hour. In fact, my people asked me just a little bit ago, hey, should we turn the air conditioning?
catching up a little? Will it be able to keep up? And I go, come on, you guys, you should know this. Of course it'll keep up. It's just fine. But anyway, uh, yeah, we, we thank you a lot for being here. We really appreciate it. Again, if you've got a question, just raise your hand. Uh, our, the, the boys will come around to you with the microphone there. But uh, we're, we're, we just feel so blessed to be able to do this every year. It's our way to say thanks to you for watching us on Ag PhD TV and listening to us on our Ag PhD radio show. All right, Brian, one of the questions I had, we've got a lot of our equipment actually on the plot row and in the plots. One of the things that we have out there is our planter that we use on our farm, yep. and it's got the Thrive 3D system on it. So we've had a lot of questions around Zyway fungicide at planting time and also just that Thrive 3D system uh, in general with the foam. Does it really make that much of a difference spreading out insecticide or spreading out fur or uh, fungicide even more in the furrow? Yeah, um, it, it, it's been a help for us. We've had good yield gains and stuff, and that foaming thing, it's kind of like when you have hand soap and you get uh, just regular hand soap versus the foaming soap. The foaming soap just has so much better coverage, and you feel like you can wash your hands quickly, and, it, and it's great. It's the same kind of thing in the soil. So we're able to get, with the foaming action, uh, just better activity. I don't care if we're talking fungicide, insecticide, whatever it is you happen to use. Hey, I want to step back for just a second because I had several people today ask me, hey, do you guys have any history? of like how you got started with Ag PhD and stuff from years ago. And I, got, I think we got a little bit on the website, but we can give you just a, a, a very short rundown. Uh, we actually had uh, another Ag TV show that, that South Dakota State was doing. Uh, this is way back, 27 years ago. They came to us and just said, hey, would you guys be interested in sponsoring our show? And, you know, we talked about all the agronomy stuff they did and everything. And so my dad and I were, were talking to him, and it was the end of the day, and my dad and I walk outside, and he goes, Hey, Brian, you know, we could do a TV show. And I go, we could, but, I mean, we're, we're farming. We're doing business. We, we, we now, were we so could go, busy. If we could go back already. in time, we'd say, wait, who's the we that <laughs> right. you're talking about here? Because right. Dad got in and then very quickly, graciously just kind of stepped his way out. Yep. So and it, was, it was that easy. To, and I don't know, maybe some of you guys have done that with your own kids where it's like, hey, I just need to get them started. And then, yep, I can get back up. So anyway, he goes, yeah, you really need to look into that. And so we started looking into that. And then within the next year, we filmed a pilot show and we realized we were terrible. And yeah, I, I mean, that I, I wish we would have okay, burned the pilot, but I think it part, is still around. Here's the part Brian skipped over. So we decided we we're going to do this. And if you've ever watched Ag PhD, you know, well, we've got planting time footage and we can run that any time of the year. Well, how do you get that? You've got to get out there at least a year in advance and get all the footage that you need to support whatever your show is. So in 1997, when we decided we were going to do this, guess who got to go out and get all the footage for that? Well, not me exactly, but some poor cameraman that had to go out with me to say, okay, film this, film this, here's this, here, watch me cutting this open and film that. And so we gathered all this film footage so we'd have a treasure trove of things to draw from. And what we also found in 1997 is we called, uh, you know, John Deere and Case IH and all, all these big ag companies. And we said, hey, how much video footage do you have that would work that we could use on the show? They had very little. Many of them were very gracious with what they had, but they had very little. What we found within one year is those same companies were coming to us saying, hey, uh, did you happen to get any footage of our new whatever running in the field? Could we have that? Could we use that? 
And so now we're, we're getting a lot of requests from other groups. Uh, even ag station or TV stations want to run at something about agriculture. They'll call for some of our footage of a corn crop or so, a wheat crop. So the quick summary is this. Uh, Darren and this camera guy spent a whole year getting footage. So basically when we did our next show, that when we were actually on the air, you didn't have to look at Darren and me hardly at all. You could just look at nice crops. That and was, you that was look at nice our crops, goal. Our goal was if we could completely <laughs> cover it up, that we never have to be on camera. That so anyway, cool. then a couple years later, RFD TV started. So we actually started in 1998. We've done a brand new half hour TV show every week since 1998. And uh, RFD TV started in 2000, and we were the first show that signed on with them. So we've been on with RFD and, and with Patrick for 23 years now. And well, anyway, and, and there are very few people in this industry more devoted, more intentional, uh, and really just determined to, to make agricultural programming work than Patrick Gotch. He was going to get it done. And I think without Patrick, I don't know if it would have gone. We've seen lots of ag stations in the past that tried to get started and couldn't. Uh, Patrick was finally the one that did it. So a lot of respect for him. So then he was, t Patrick Gotch was talking about, yeah, I'm going to try to have this radio station on Sirius XM. And so we'd been talking about this for several again, years. Again, if it wouldn't have been Patrick, it probably wouldn't have happened. But uh, he's like, yep, he's just determined. We're going to have something on Sirius XM radio. We're going to get it done. We're going to get so it we, done. Yeah, so we kind of heard this year after year after year. And one day, Darren and I get a call from Patrick, and it's like, I'm going to say May or June, something like that, in, uh, uh, well, 10 I years it was ago. May. It was May. Yeah, and, and he – he calls up and he says, hey, you know, this radio station we've been talking about, yep, we're going to be on Sirius XM. And we go, oh, great. What are you thinking? Like first of the year or something? He goes, no, like in a month. And he goes, well, you guys have been talking about having a show on there, right? And I go, yeah, we're, we're certainly interested in having a show. What are you thinking? I mean, like we do with TV show, like once a week or something? And he goes, no, like once a day. We go, well, our, t our TV show's half an hour, like half an hour good. And he goes, well, no, like how about an hour? I'm like, oh, my goodness. So Darren and I had to sit down and go, okay, how are we going to block off an hour every day? And we just said, you know, we're both spending a lot of time talking to agronomists and farmers and answering calls and emails and agronomy stuff. And we said, let's make that the show so then we can basically get our work done while we're doing the radio show. That should be great. We'll try that. Well, it's just been fun doing a live call-in show. And I know I've talked to a lot of folks even in this room but throughout the field day today that – have sent in questions or maybe repeatedly sent in questions, uh, thank you. We really appreciate that, and we're happy to help in any way that we can. We also get a lot of questions about what we're doing on our farm, and hey, I, I hear you guys talking about doing this. What do you think about it in my situation? And now it's kind of fun, Brian, because a lot of the questions that come in are, I know that you want to see a soil test, or I know Brian said this, and we get a lot of we get a lot of Brian ones for some reason. They, they must think you're opinionated or something, Brian. But something. Yeah, I know, right. I know Brian and won't like this, or Brian would tell me I need drain tile. All right, and then people have asked about kind of the history of the Ag PhD Field Day here too. I don't know exactly how many years we've been doing. It's around twenty, a little over twenty probably. And just every year it seems to grow, and, and hopefully you have a great experience when you're here. So every year right before the field, so the night before the field day, we bring in all the people that are going to work the field day, the exhibitors, everything else. And I, I just always tell them, look, there are a lot of people that have driven 10, 15, 20 hours to come and spend time with us. They hopefully have been looking forward to this, maybe for several years. I've had several people today say, I've watched you for years. I finally made it here this year. So I just want to make sure that you understand tomorrow is our one day of the year where 
I don't care if you're kind of grouchy the rest of the year. Tomorrow, you're going to be the happiest, smiliest, friendliest person I've ever met, okay? Because when these people come, I want them to have an amazing experience. So hopefully you've been enjoying your day so far. I mean, other than it's a little hot, but anyway, that's, that's why we got the air conditioning well, here. Thanks. <laughs> The other thing that's kind of fun, too, for a lot of the exhibitors here, uh, they, they've hauled equipment in, and it's taken several days for them to get here. They are so thankful it's a one-day show. They say, please don't ever change because they can give it all they've got well, for one day. But, man, by the time you get to the third or fourth day of a field day or a farm show, everybody's just worn yeah, out. Yeah, so we've only got about 30 seconds left here. But I, I just, again, want to say thank you very much for coming and joining us here. Hopefully you can make it again next year. Uh, we've got a lot of great speaking things happening here the rest of the day. Uh, Darren and I will be in some different tents throughout the day, so you can look at your schedule and, and check out all that. And uh, please continue watching us on Ag PhD TV and listening to us here on Ag PhD Radio. I just want to say thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. There's a lot of work. We've got a great team, obviously, that that made this whole field day happen. So uh, as you see our team members out there, make sure you say thank you to those guys too. All right, thanks everybody. And uh, if you're listening today, be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.